Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Through me. Hiya folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 196 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on May the 30th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mann. Hey, Kev. Hey, what's going on, my friend? Not much. Welcome back. I know you've been super busy over there in Rome. That's Comics. crazy. We'll talk about that in a second. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Me! Kevin. What is going on, my friend? Rogue Comics is completely transformed, and I am incredibly I know. Well, impressed. what else am I supposed to do while I am uh, in shutdown here? I, I'm super impressed. Like, it looks so different. Like, you guys have built these, like, big shelves, and, I mean, like, I'm really, it looks so good. You know, it's kind of weird, because you always kind of, like, come up with ideas, like, I want to do this, I want to move that, but you don't always actually have the time to do it. Well, I've been granted the time to... I mean, we got nothing but time right now, right? Yeah. Uh, So that is one of the reasons, folks, why we haven't had an episode in a few weeks. Pete's been super busy, um, you know, fixing up the store. And you would think I wouldn't be busy. Like, I'd have plenty of time to do it, but it's been the opposite. But you know what? I think it's great that you're using the time. Like, well, you're not just wasting away getting fat like me. Like, you, you are, you're doing stuff for the improvement of your business going forward. Like, I think that's awesome. I hope so. <clears throat> so, we have got news this week. Boy, have we got news this week. So much news. But before that, I just wanted to send a, a special thank out to our friends over on the Two Men in the Mouse uh, Walt Disney World Discussions Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash two men in the mouse. That's number two men and the mouse. Uh, I made a post there just kind of like apologizing to everyone for us lapsing over the last several months slash. I mean, let's let's be realistic la- slash years uh, for, you know, we used to be so gung ho. And this and when I say we, I mean me, because it's not your fault that we don't put out content as much as we used to. It's entirely on my shoulders. And I take the full blame for that. Well, we, we, you get, when you start really adulting, you get busy in life. Well, yeah. Know? I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a matter of like, I had to start dealing with being my own boss and managing my time better. And, you know, it just kind of turned into this ordeal for me to be able to be able to do the show still. But, you know, our friends over on the Disney Dads podcast, which is, by the way, folks, if you don't listen to the Disney Dads podcast, what are you waiting for? If you like this show, you'll love that show. It's so good. They do such a wonderful job. Uh, Jason, Mike, and uh, Justin, they are amazing guys. And we are actually putting out a special dual episode. I'm not sure if that's going to come out before or after this one. Um, okay. uh, but I was, uh, Pete, uh, couldn't make it that night cause it was a Wednesday and that's new comic book day. So obviously Pete was super busy. Um, but he was invited. Don't think they didn't invite him. Um, but <laughs> I would love to do it one, one day we'll have to do it again. Yeah, no, we, I, cause you'll get along so well with those dudes. Um, but yeah, so I was on the show with them. We talked a lot about Disney Springs, stuff like that. And, um, we are, um, putting out the simultaneous episode. So you'll be able to hear a great example of them, but they really inspired me to, to just kind of like journey back to the two men in the mouse of old and like 
gung-ho like putting out content constantly and and you know I, I said this to you guys in the facebook group and your outreach and your comments were so overwhelmingly heartwarming and positive about what the show has meant to you guys over the last six years and like i never really fathomed that people would feel that way i mean you read them pete like i i never really fathomed like that people were as like move like that our sh- our little show that we never thought anyone would listen to has kind of like affected so many people in, in such a way and it like really like had a deep profound effect on me it, it always does make me laugh because i can remember show number one <laughs> and we were like blown away when we had like 40 downloads i know like, i gave you yeah, yeah. into the shop do you remember you actually came into the shop and you were like 40 people have downloaded the show we were like wow that's <laughs> we, crazy we were convinced that people were just listening to it to learn how to speak english to learn like, how to speak english that's right <laughs> uh, god i hope there's not people out there talking like me that'd be terrible i know right I, the uh but so t- i mean i don't want to spend uh, too much of this episode gushing about how nice you guys were to us on that thread, but thank you guys so much. It is so much appreciated. And thank you to the Disney dads podcast for kind of lighting a fire, uh, under my butt a little bit for that. So, uh, let's get to Disney Pete, because that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear us babble on about ourselves. They want to hear about Disney. So the news brought to you as always by our good buddy, Dave Weikert of magical travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost for you. Uh, you can always find Dave at Disney Dave W at Verizon, Dot net or look them up on Facebook at Magical Travel Dave. Okay, so we've got so much to talk about. Um, first and foremost, worldwide news: the parks are reopening, and and that's a big deal. Obviously, so ready for me to read these? Uh, read what they that Disney put out. Am I ready? No. So they're planning to reopen the Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom on July 11th, and then Epcot and Hollywood Studios are going to follow just four days later on July 15th. There will be soft openings uh, for cast members and invited audiences. They have confirmed that there will be an annual pass holder preview. So I'm going to try to get into that, but I mean, that's going to be super hard to get into, I'm sure. Uh, Walt Disney World is going to be the last of the major Central Florida theme parks to reopen. And I think that's really interesting. Universal actually opens like this coming week um, in just a couple days from now on June the 5th. And SeaWorld is following suit on June the 11th. So Disney is is letting its chief two competitors kind of like rule the area for over a month. I I have theories on why that is, though. I, I mean, I think they want to see what works and what doesn't. I don't think that's it. No, I think at the end, what's the difference between Disney, SeaWorld, Universal? What what does Disney have that those parks don't have? A lot. <laughs> sure, like Rise of the Resistance, but right. I think. I think in this case, it's the thing that keeps you on property for a week at a time, and that's dining. Yes. You go to Universal Studios, you are okay eating a burger or having a giant donut. Mm. You're not going for established fine dining. They have some nice restaurants, but I mean, those ones are usually, you know, they're, they're kind of few and far between. It's not like Disney where they have great restaurants in every park. I think that's going to be the real struggle for them is, and especially because you got to think, you know, how much does Disney own all these restaurants? You know what I that mean? That is true. That is true. I mean, so you got things that's... like Yak and Yeti and T-Rex, which are all owned by Rainforest Cafe. Right. Um, it's, 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 weird, it's a weird circumstance. It is very, very true. Um, 
Now, here's the thing. So, obviously, I, th- I believe they're doing a 20% capacity for each park when they open. Uh, now, that means that theme park reservations are going to be required in advance of visiting, and details on that are going to be announced at a later date. They haven't announced that yet. Um, so, as we've as Disney Springs showed us, guests and cast members will be wearing masks. There will be temperature checks on arrival, and social distancing is being enforced throughout the parks. Uh, now, parades fireworks, playgrounds, and character meet and greets are discontinued temporarily. Right. So, I mean, all of it makes sense. I don't have a problem with it. I, if the people that have a problem with it don't go. Like, this is what has to be done, right? I'll take Disney to task when I think that they've done something wrong, which I've, we've done in the past. I don't think they're wrong here at all. I don't either. I mean, none of those things. If you told me, I, and you, geez, you know how I feel about character meet and greets I of love course them. but if you told me you know i had to go a trip without character meet and greets i'd be okay would you really see i thought yeah, that would well, be a deal breaker for you no no i please it's one trip i'm i'm blessed to be able to go you know virtually once a year I, i'd be okay one trip not having character meet and greets. i mean look if you're a family that has a trip booked this summer like in august and this is your like one and maybe only trip i would recommend postponing well i know people who um, have little ones and meeting El Sanana is a big deal. Yes. So they are postponing, but I get that. You know, my daughter would have been the same way when she was little, but you know, not at this point. So, um, social distancing cast members will serve to keep guests following health and safety rules. So if you're taking your mask off, somebody's going to say something to you. Right. I, I saw some lady on, on Facebook who was just like, when Disney Springs opened up, they were like, temperature checks and, and and masks are not magical. And I'm like, you know what else isn't magical? The coronavirus. <laughs> As somebody who had it, let me tell you, it is decidedly not magical to not be able to breathe. So I will wear a mask. I will get my temperature checked. The temperature check is super simple. I had it done at Disney Springs the other day. They just it's the, It's the one that they just hold in front of your forehead. Yep. It doesn't touch your forehead. They just hold right. it in front of your forehead and it takes your temperature. Uh, in Shanghai, apparently, they have these, like, you just kind of, like, walk through and they have these, like, infrared and it, like, takes your temperature through, like, the corner of your eye, apparently. Huh. This is just what I read. I don't know. It might not even be true. Uh, but this plan has been approved by Florida's governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, as of yesterday. So, it's good to go. This is happening. A new reservation system is also going for parks, as we said. So, because so Disney says because theme park capacity will be significantly limited as we welcome guests back to the magic, we will manage attendance through a new theme park reservation system that will require all guests to obtain a new reserve, obtain a reservation for park entry in advance. At this time, we are temporarily pausing new ticket sales and Disney resort hotel reservations. So we can focus on guests with existing tickets and reservations. DVC members can still make new reservations. However, existing ticket holders and annual pass holders will be able to make reservation requests in phases before new tickets are sold. We'll be reaching out to these guests soon to provide additional details. We will resume new ticket sales and hotel reservations after that period of time. Theme park reservations will be limited due to attendance limitations and will be subject to availability. More details about this new reservation system will be available soon. Now, as a follow-up to this, Disney has has reached out to annual pass holders to let them know that they may have trouble making reservations. Like, they're just, like, warning you. They say... Our annual pass holders are some of our most loyal and valued guests. That's not true. Disney hates its annual pass holders. (laughs) (laughs) They seriously treat APs like they're freeloaders. (laughs) 
Um, but um, I, I, I kid. Disney doesn't hate the annual pass holders, but sometimes it feels that way. Um, we truly can't wait to welcome you back, and we'll do it, and we will do it with great thought. That's also a lie. They don't want us back. Right. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm kidding. Uh, with that in mind, when the parks reopen, park capacity will be significantly limited and may continue to be for a period of time based on guidance from health experts to promote physical distancing. We understand how much excitement, thought, and time goes into planning your Disney visits and realize some new changes may be disappointing. For example, during this unprecedented time, an annual pass will not guarantee park entry and annual pass holders will be required to make an advance reservation to enter a park. Please note that during the limited capacity period, it may be difficult for annual pass holders to get park reservations to visit on certain dates. To help manage capacity, total reservation days held at one time will be limited. More details will be shared in the coming weeks. Some past benefits and features will not be available during periods of limited capacity. Also, park experiences and offerings will be modified and subject to limited availability or even closure. Annual passes are still subject to blockout dates. Guests should ensure their pass type is valid for park entry prior to making a park reservation. To me, that just sounds like the typical blockout dates because we're entering the summer months where typically, you know, silver passes are blocked out for pretty much all of July and August and most of June. Um, as we prepare for the reopening of the parks, we're planning a special preview opportunity for annual pass holders. We look forward to sharing details with you soon. Please know we will be here to help you as we remain focused on delivering a wonderful experience for everyone who visits. If you have questions, please contact VI Pass Holder Support at 407-939-7277. Options to manage your annual pass continue to be available during the closure period. They actually suspended the the monthly payments for Florida resident annual pass holders during this, which I appreciated. Right. Um, I had paid at the end of March automatically and um then obviously they were closed when i had paid they actually just refunded me that payment yesterday oh so and i call i called and sat on hold for an hour and a half to like find out like when the next payment would be so that i can just make sure that i have funds allocated and um they said oh we don't know yet but it won't be till the parks are open so right um so you know you got till July at least. So hours are also going to be reduced for uh, for the reopening. So along with new health and safety measures, the parks will also operate significantly reduced hours based on the latest calendar updates. Opening hours have moved to a staggered approach with Animal Kingdom opening at 8 a.m., Magic Kingdom at 9, Studios at 10, and Epcot at 11. Extra Magic hours continue on the same dates and duration as before, but adjusted to fit, fit the new park hours. You ready for this? So during July, Hollywood Studios, originally 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., is now 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. Animal Kingdom, originally 9 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., now 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Epcot, originally 9 to 9, now 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Magic Kingdom, originally 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., is now 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, in August, Disney's Hollywood Studios, originally 9 to 9 now 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Animal Kingdom, originally 9 to 8.30, now 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Epcot, originally 9 to 9, now 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. No late closings for food and wine festival weekends in August. Magic Kingdom, originally 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., now 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, here's the thing. Notably, the 6 p.m. closes on Halloween party nights have been removed and continue with the 7 p.m. close. You know what that means. They're canceling, They're canceling the Halloween party. Yeah. They haven't fully announced it yet, but that's what that means. Well, I mean, considering everything you would get from the Halloween party, minus candy, that you don't get normally during your day. The there, fireworks, it, the parades, the character yeah, interactions. Characters, yeah, you it's can. all gone. Yeah. What can you do? 
Now, mask guidelines. There are guidelines. So there are originally it was guests ages three and up. That has now been revised to ages two and up. Right. This applies immediately to Disney Springs and will also affect the theme parks when they begin their phased reopening. Okay. Are these? I hope these aren't bringing you down too much. Uh, I'm I'm trying to stay with you. Right, right. Now, the My Disney Experience app has also received updates for the opening. My Disney Experience has been updated with new features to assist Disney in its efforts to enforce social distancing at Walt Disney World. By the way, this information is taken from www.magic.com which is a great news site that I always get all my news from and I recommend to anybody. Mobile order will become the primary method for dining at quick service restaurants, and Disney has moved to add additional capabilities to the system. So instead of arriving at a restaurant and tapping the I'm here button, you now specify an arrival window prior to placing the order. This would appear to be designed to minimize the crowding at the restaurant pickup window, which was a frequent problem with the original system pre-COVID-19. In addition, mobile order can now accept Apple Pay and Disney gift cards, a continuation of Disney's move to contactless transactions. So there we go. That that's good news. Okay. I love now you've done mobile ordering, right? Uh, I have I did not too much, but I remember we ordered snacks that way. I think mobile ordering is the wave of the future and it's great, especially with a place like Casey's. Yeah, I like it also. Where, like, the line is always out the door. Like, with mobile ordering, it's the easiest thing. I I usually do it for Casey's. I sometimes will do it for Satuli Canteen, but other times I won't because I like to make, like, like, like I like to ask for, like, extra of, like, the creamy herb dressing, and you can't really do that through the app. Right. Um, But the and Satuli Canteen doesn't usually have a long wait because they have so many cash registers. Uh, Now, here's the one that got you kind of in a funk yesterday disney canceling fast passes and dining reservations so numerous guests with upcoming reservations in july at walt disney world during the reopening period are today reporting their fast pass their fast pass plus reservations have been removed from my disney experience the removal of the fast pass plus selections may suggest that disney is intending to open the theme parks in mid-july without fast pass plus this would not be entirely unexpected, as we already know that entry to the capa- entry to the capacity limited parks will require a reservation. So there is no guarantee that a guest with a Fast Pass Plus selection could even enter the park to use it. Disney also has the capability to deploy virtual queues, as we've already seen used at Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. Adopting a more widespread use of such queues would allow guests who make it into the park to secure a spot in a socially distanced manner. I want that all the time. Um, I don't know. Think you can do it all the time. We've, I think we've actually talked about this. All theme parks kind of build in that there's going to be certain amount of people in a line at one time. You know, if you think about Flight of Passage, there might be three thousand people online for Flight of Passage. Right. If they're all virtually queued, they're all where? Just walking around the theme park. No, but they they still are in the line. It's just when you get in line for Rise of the Resistance, you're still waiting in line for a long period of time. Yeah, but I. You're not waiting online for that long. Dude, Flight of Passage always has like a two-hour wait. This that's is not true. two hours worth of people at Rise of Resistance. That is, that is also, yeah, I've that's seen true. the line. It's it not was like maybe it's like, like 40, it route. was maybe 45, 30. So, you know, they build that in. If you were to do that for multiple rides in a theme park, especially Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. which honestly does not have that many rides that eat up time, you'd have that many more people walking around the park. It would it would just be hard to deal with. But, not saying in this case they can't do it for some big ticket rides. But on the regular, making every ride like a virtual queue is not a realistic thing. 
Okay. I could see that. That That's very logical. I think that in when you're dealing like with this period with 20% capacity, it'll end yeah. up, it'll, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely do it like that. But like to, to have that like on the norm for everything, I don't think you could do it. I don't think you could do it for everything. I think you could do it for the big e-ticket rides. I don't know. I think you You'd could do getting... it for, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Uh, again, we don't have the access to that data. Um, Disney has made it very clear that it will take a slow, steady, phased approach to the reopening and a simplified experience with no FastPass Plus and virtual queues where necessary would certainly make sense. A standby-only park experience and a return to simpler times that are less driven by planning every detail might just be what everyone needs right now. That is from www.magic.com. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, listen, the idea of having no FastPasses, I think that sounds great. Are you being sarcastic? No, I think that's fine. Really? I don't mean forever, but for this, yeah, listen, you're going to have, you you know, forget about capacity in these parks. There's going to be a large portion of people who, A, don't want to go to a theme park, B, don't want to get on a plane to fly to a theme park. Okay. So I, I don't think you're going to have to really, really worry about, like, you know, it being like max capacity in these first couple months. Uh, I mean, it might be initially if they're only got 20% in, but I think as it goes along, I, I don't. I love FastPass, but I didn't hate the way it was before FastPass. Okay, so I'd be sense. good either way. Resort news. Ready for resort news? DVC Resorts are opening on June 22nd. Um, they will be reopening to members and guests uh, at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Will also will also be opening at that time. Uh, DVC Resorts in Vero Beach, Florida and Hilton Head, South Carolina will also open to members and guests starting on June 15th. Plans to support required physical distancing as well as enhanced cleaning measures, along with a number of other safety and cleanliness protocols, will be implemented as part of this planned phased reopening. Now, here are the here are the resorts in question that are opening on uh, June 22nd. Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas in Kadani Village. Disney's Beach Club Villas. Disney's Boardwalk Villas. Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, Disney's Old Key West Resort, Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Disney's Riviera Resort, Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort, and the Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So it sounds like it's just like the like it's just Bay Lake and not the whole contemporary resort. Right. Why would you go and stay at one of these resorts on June 22nd when the parks don't open until June? until july 11th i'm not sure i mean i don't, are, I don't are, think anyone would right i, I you know what that's oh. not true i think there are people who would um i mean well if it's like grand floridian and they're gonna have the spa open maybe or like i mean golf is probably gonna be open right probably i mean golf is open in new jersey right now because my dad and brother just played so you know it's funny i have a friend who's who's supposed to be going in august and he does his trip much different than I do. He'll go for six days and do like two or three park days. And the rest of the days, they're like in the hotel. Okay. And you know, I couldn't exist like that. No, of course but, not. So I convinced him this time to go to Beach Club. I'm like, listen, do you do hotel days? Beach Club. And they love Epcot. So I'm like, this is the one. I know it's a lot of money. I get it. I'm like, but Beach Club for you, if I'm if I was going to spend whole pool days, this is the one. So he's like iffy about going, and of course, and there there's no, you know, I understand all his concerns, but I was trying to make the point that I can't imagine 
that he would go and have three hotel days and it not be worth it to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Now, if you told me the parks weren't open yet, I'd be like, why bother going? Do you know what I right, mean? Right, right. But, but I do understand people who want to go and get away and have like, you know, the, the Disney hotels offer a lot of great things. I mean, we don't really think of it because we're really there for the parks. Right. But I could see, do I think a lot of people are going to do this? No, I, I could see some people going. Though. I mean, people like my mom love just hanging out at the hotel. Right. So, because my mom was one of those people that would always want to have a resort day on a trip, whereas, like, my dad and I were just kind of like, no, we're just going to, like... Right. Like, my dad and I would go to Epcot by ourselves, my mother and my brothers would stay... This is when we stayed at the Vistana Timeshares, which is right off of Disney Springs. Right. Um, Which, I mean, was great. I loved that place. But, yeah, my dad and I weren't staying and having a pool day. We were... That was the first time I ever went to Epcot, which is my father and I. Huh. Okay. Um, okay, so non-DVC resorts are opening, supposedly opening on July 11th. Hotels are planned to open on July 11th. Disney has said that they are temporarily suspending new reservations. Uh, but Disney had listed on the site that the parks and the hotels were opening on the 11th. However, the message has since been updated to remove any mention of the resort hotels. DVC hotels are still confirmed to be opening on June 22nd. But there is some uh, iffiness in the air about the July 11th resort opening. So take that as you will. Uh, water park news. Now, a lot of people are asking, well, maybe some, maybe dozens of people are asking, are the water parks opening alongside the theme parks? That is that is not happening. Uh, Disney has told cast members that the water parks are not reopening while they focus on the main theme parks. Ready for Disney Springs news? Yep. Disney Springs is currently open, and I was there, so I can give you a first-hand account of this. Uh, I was there last Sunday, so the Disney-owned stuff was not open yet. We shot some Morty Monster videos, and it was very surreal. Because there were not a lot of people, everybody was wearing the masks, but I gotta tell you something. I forgot I was wearing a mask within ten minutes. Okay. Does that You're make first sense? I've heard say that, so that makes me happy. Yeah, like I just enjoyed being there, hearing the music, looking at looking in the shops, having some chicken guy. I completely forgot that I was wearing a mask. Yeah, that makes me really happy to hear you say that because I would, you know, we have a trip coming and and I'm super down about it, and my family's even more down about it, and like me and my son are like, we're gonna go no matter what. We just want to be there, you know. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're saying. And even Disney Springs with no Disney owned shops open at the time still felt enough like the Disney that I know and love. Right. It still made me happy. I didn't mind. But so now on the 27th, they reopened the co-op and world of Disney. I have not been there since then. I am actually going tomorrow, um, which is Sunday, the 31st. So next on next week's show, I'll have a report about that. Okay, cool. Uh, so, but from what I've heard, um, Disney Springs on the day that World of Disney reopened reached capacity by 10.30 a.m. You had to wait in a one-hour line to get into a virtual queue that then you had to wait about four hours before you can go into World of Disney. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so take that as you will. Uh, I, no word on the co-op or how that was. But one of the really cool things is, you know, in Disney Springs, like in the marketplace kind of area or like the town center area, 
They've got these like balconies atop some of the stores, like the facade. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had stormtroopers up there enforcing the masks and social distancing. I love it. I think that's great. I thought that was so clever and so fun, and I'm all here for it. Like I, more of that stuff. Less of everything else, just more like they found a way to make it fun. And I think that was super awesome. And I'm hoping I I don't know if the stormtroopers have been there since. I'm hoping they still are. Um, But, you know, you know what? When I was there, the thing that made me be like, oh, OK, I'm home. The the balloon vendor. I heard about that. They had a Mickey balloon. I saw pictures. Yeah, they had a Mickey balloon. And they always do. There's always balloon vendors in Disney right. Springs. And they saw the one cast members were using um like the headset uh, microphones to like issue directions and stuff. Right. And we have a really great thing in the Morty monster video where one of the cast members like interacts with Morty and it's, it's really fun. Love it. Um, okay. So, uh, in further Disney spring Springs news, Raglan road and cooks of Dublin are reopening on June 10th. Okay. A uh, popular table service restaurant will open from 4 PM to 10 PM and will continue to showcase live Irish music and dancers. So that's some of the first, like, uh, entertainment that's coming back to Disney Springs because like the the performers on the street are not back yet as far as I know like they weren't right. there last Sunday like I'm talking about the roaming piano and yeah. you know things like that like they the the saxophone guy like they're all not back yet um, I'm gonna know that we're fully back and ready to and ready to roll when uh, Eddie Maserati is back dancing on the street. Uh, no Magic Kingdom news this week. Uh, we do have some Epcot news. Now, I was wondering, and I think we may have wondered about this on the air, about Flower and Garden Festival, if they were going to keep it going through the summer because of, um, you know, it got cut so short. That does not appear to be the case because we talked about this on the Disney Dads podcast. Apparently, most of the topiaries have already been removed. So it looks like when we come back, there will be no festival going on, which I also get because, you know, the more like you have to pay more people to come in and operate those booths. I'm fine with it. I mean, as a sports guy, I'm watching, you know, NBA and NHL and, and leagues that should be done already, trying to have this crazy extended season that's pretty much going to push next season to be this much later. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm fine with that. It'll be back next year, better than ever. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yep. And the one thing that I want, though, is we never got our orange bird magnet because the it was supposed to come out in mid-April, and obviously the parks closed on on March fifteenth. Yeah, so I bet you they'll still honor that. I'm really hoping that they'll they'll throughout the summer they'll be giving you the Orange Bird um, pass holder magnet because I really wanted it. I got the Donald and Spike the Bee, but I haven't gotten the Orange Bird yet. Right. So, um, okay, so we actually got some cool news uh, to close out with Hollywood Studios. There's going to be a Galaxy's Edge at home VR experience coming out. IMX Lab and Oculus Studios are joining forces to bring a new at-home virtual reality experience, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. So this will give fans the opportunity to live their own adventures in virtual reality. The original story will feature both new and iconic characters from the Star Wars galaxy. Multiple styles of gameplay as well as difficulty settings are included so that the experience can be enjoyed by a variety of players. From Star Wars fans to VR gamers. Just like Star Wars Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge... The story will take place between Star Wars The Last Jedi and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker on Batu, with the action happening along the outskirts of the Black Spire outpost. That sounds neat. That sounds great. You have an Oculus headset? Like, I don't I, have one, but... I don't, but I would um, I'd I, consider... I would look into getting one just for that. That sounds pretty cool. Um, and that's the news this week. 
A lot of news. It's a lot of it was heavy, but we got through it. We're, we we got through it. We're okay. What about what about the dining? What about the dining? Like, do you think uh, like the changing windows from one eighty to sixty? Uh, maybe uh, you know that could work. I mean, that's what they're saying. You think it's going to be a crazy, uh, crazy thing? Um, I mean, didn't it used to be sixty? I don't ever remember it being sixty, but I mean, I'm sure it was because I feel like it did transition. But yeah, um, I mean, I don't think I don't think that'll be the I don't think that'll be the end of the world. I know you love your 180 days out, but no, uh, I love my meals. Like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge selling point for me going to Disney but, and my family. You know, it's a long time between now and November, so remember things could change; they could move to a different You're phase. Right. So it it all depends on how the world kind of reacts and how things go. That's kind of Listen, out of our. You're going to get a series of you know wildly mood swing texts between here and there. And I'm prepared as as your I'm just letting as, you know as your good friend and as your Disney buddy. I am um, I am here for you, and I'm going. I'm to... normally not like this. Yes, I know. I, you're usually very upbeat and positive. I'm going to make sure. That you know you you can see the you could see the silver lining in everything, all right. And that goes for you guys too. If you guys are feeling moody or whatever um, about all this stuff, you can go on to the um, the Two Men in the Mouse Facebook group and kind of treat it like group therapy. Talk about how you're feeling, talk about your trips, and we have a very supportive community that will that will be there to support you. Don't be antagonistic, please. Uh, but you know, just um, you know, tell us how you feel, and, and we'll help you through it. Two men in the mouse therapy. Uh, so we are going to take a quick break here from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast. And we're going to be back uh, with our e-ticket attraction of the week, which is going to be super fun. And it's going to be a callback to one of our most popular segments of all time. So very, very excited for more Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. 
You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop cues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs one of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, several years ago, uh, we started a little thing called the Two Men in the Mouse Disney Snack Gauntlet, or the D- Two Men in the Mouse Disney Snack Challenge, um, you know, is, is I guess what we called it. 
Uh, it depends whether you call it the gauntlet or the challenge. I think you call it the challenge. I call it the gauntlet because I like the sound Both of work. It. Uh, so basically what it was is it was our list of the top 10 Disney snacks, or at least what we thought it was. And the idea was to go through your Disney vacation, have all 10 of these snacks, and then post pictures of them in the group that you've run the snack gauntlet. It all had to be in one trip. Uh, so we've decided to kind of revisit that because there are so many new snack offerings in Walt Disney World right now, and we really want to highlight a lot of them. So this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are doing another 10 snacks that can be substituted into the the Two Men and the Mouse Disney Snack Gauntlet slash Challenge. Um, 2020 add-on. Yeah, a little 2020 add-on from, from our original 2014 uh, snack challenge. Wow. So, um, I'm going to remind people what the original snack challenge was. And, uh, you know, we've caught a lot of flack over the years for, for some of these snacks being a little mundane in, in, in the thing. Like, it's like popcorn is one of them, but like Disney popcorn is fun and it tastes better than regular popcorn, even though it's it regular. It really does. It's a even, vacation. Even though it's pop secret. Uh, but, you know, I find that Disney popcorn is better when you eat it out of a cool decorative popcorn bucket. Really? Oh, yeah. Totally. I love the popcorn buckets. Though, that being said, I think I've only really bought, like, one really cool one, which was Mickey as a Christmas elf. The only I only own one. The one I own is a Haunted Mansion-themed Mickey. Really? You didn't get the TIE Fighter? No. You know, my buddy Dave has the Millennium Falcon. Okay. I, I just, honestly, popcorn buckets, I, you know, you know my personality. I'm going to go down that road, it's going to end up being bad. This is true. I think it's better so, for everybody if uh, I you have steer one. Away. I put it out at Halloween. Everyone's happy. Yeah, I put my, my Christmas ones out at Christmas time. Uh, so here is the Disney snack gauntlet. So now I will promise you guys the ones that we're giving you today are a lot more um, exotic, I guess you could say. I mean, another point, another, you know what? I'm going to defend our, our decisions after I read it off. So all of these items must be completed in one Walt Disney World trip. Substitutions must be approved. You post a photo of the evidence of your consumption of said snack. Now, you have turkey leg, which now in, 20, in 2020 goggles, I would have probably argued was a meal, not a snack. Yeah, I, but I kind of agree. I'm pretty sure. Can't you get a turkey leg as a counter service? I believe meal. it is a counter service meal credit. It comes with a drink and a, and a bag of chips. But, but you know what? Let's face it in the grand scheme of things, though. We think of it as a snack. We think of it as mobile so it's kind of like a snack yeah uh, i mean you know uh number two is the dole whip number three is the funnel cake with or without ice cream right number four is popcorn five was a churro six was the cronut which i don't know if you can get a cronut currently you i don't think you can they they used to, they had like a full cronut like like they turned like taste track into a full cronut yeah man those um, cronuts were good yeah man uh, but I mean, the Chrono's one of those things that always kind of cycles in and out. So I, you know what? It's a good thing that we're giving people alternatives today, since the Chrono is go. not uh, possible tomorrow. The Kakigori, which is the shaved ice in Japan, with with or without sweet milk topping. But let's face it, folks, you really want to get it with the sweet milk topping you gotta because go with. it's amazing. Come on. Uh, the Mickey pretzel, with or without cheese sauce. But let's face it, folks, you really want the cheese sauce because the cheese I sauce don't. is amazing. You don't well because you don't like cheese. But I mean, that cheese sauce is a game changer for me. Uh, the premium Mickey ice cream bar. And then the last one was a wild card. It was your choice. Whatever you felt your favorite Disney snack was. Um, acceptable substitutions were the ga the Gaston's pork shank for the turkey leg, which no longer exists. The citrus swirl for the Dole Whip, kettle corn for popcorn, the German pretzel for the Mickey pretzel, 
the Mickey's Cookies and Cream Ice Cream Sandwich for the premium Mickey bar and fresh or fresh fruit for any snack item listed because we were trying to be health conscious back then. Man, that German pretzel is so good. So good. But it's not shaped like Mickey, so I don't usually it. Get isn't, it isn't, but that's the pre- that's my pretzel of choice. All right. So now these 10 can be substituted for any of these. If you want to do an alternative snack challenge, right? you can use these 10. Now, they're being get delivered to you in no particular order. We didn't. We decided not to do this as a, as another top 10. More so, it's, it's another 10 snacks that we like. Right, yeah. Uh, so these, and I really hope you guys will do this when the parks reopen and kind of share, because I want to see how people mix and match the original 10 with the new 10. Hmm. I think that'd be really cool to see. So the first one on our list is a Disney's Hollywood Studios cookie. Now there are two options for this. One of them is the Jack Jack Num Num cookie that you can get over in the Incredibles area. Now I have been told legends of this cookie. I've seen a lot of our mousers in the group posting it. I have not actually had it, but enough people have said it's so good that I have to have it, and it had to make it onto this list. I want to try it. Yeah, so it's a cookie. It's a chocolate chip cookie that's the size of a brownie. It is all. It is also um, supposedly crispy on the outside and warm and gooey on the inside. So this seems like a no brainer. Must have it. It almost looks like. It almost seems like it's like the size of a piece of cake. So is this like a heated up cookie? I believe it is heated up. Yeah, okay. from what I understand. Now you could either. So we said DHS cookie. So either the Jack Jack cookie or the second most popular snack in all of Walt Disney World. The one. The only carrot cake cookie which can be i believe purchased at the trolley car uh starbucks location right there on hollywood boulevard you're you're noticeably silent right now well i mean i heard that you know they are working on having like a um like a bucket just for carrot cake cookies right they're Makes so sense. popular that you're going to have to every season buy a different carrot cake cookie bucket because always, it's that popular of a snack. You always give me garbage for this. But like I was in the writer's stop when I first moved here and that was where you can get the carrot cake cookie back then. And the guy behind the counter told me it was the second most popular snack on Disney property. So soon. He me. means on the second most popular snack on that level, on that tray of snacks that he <laughs> was taking it out of. But it was the only snack on that tray. Well, there you go. And it was still the second. I bet you that paper that was on was edible. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, I love the carrot cake cookie. Obviously, the writer's stuff is gone. It moved. It, it had moved into like the near the villain's shop first where they had like that like candy and pastry area. Now it, it has found a home in the trolley car, I believe. Uh, one of the reasons it wasn't just the carrot cake cookie is that it's just a DHS cookie is because I'm not 100% sure it's still at the trolley car and I couldn't find anything on the dh on the disney website about it so take that i'm not gonna lie it. last time i was at um sci-fi i stuck my head in the doors you know from the little lobby the waiting area of uh-huh. sci-fi yeah to whatever that is it's like a tap house now or something yeah it's a tap house i hate and it and i was like mm, a little bummed out it, the writer's stop was look as a writer i love the writer's stop um I used to go there and uh, like i used to just go there and, and like have coffee and and hang out i wish once I started writing in Disney, that would have been my writing location, would be have been the writer's stop. Uh, however, my my DH, I have a writing location in, each of, in three out of the four parks. I have not yet picked an Animal Kingdom writing location. In Magic Kingdom, I enjoy writing in the Rapunzel area, where they have those uh, tables in and the chairs. In the bathroom? 
Yes, in the bathroom. I like to I like to sit down where I do all my deepest thoughts and uh and write away on my latest novel. No, it's a seating area outside of the bathrooms uh where they have plugs and electricity so that you can plug your laptop in and what How so, close is it to the bathroom? It's pretty far away. It's not like it's, oh, okay. I mean if if someone's dropping the kids off at the pool, you're not smelling it. I thought you meant you're sitting like right outside the door of like no. the bathroom. No, no, no. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Just sitting out there with my laptop or my tablet, like writing away. Uh, no, it's so it's it's a nice little like chill area that people go to like recharge their phones and stuff. But I just kind of plug my laptop in and and sit there and write because I find that like the energy of Fantasyland really helps me write fantasy novels. Go figure. Um, in Epcot, as should be the surprise to no one, I write in the Canada Pavilion. Makes sense. Uh, there's right outside of, of Northwest Mercantile. They they have um, tables and chairs there. So it is per- weird too. periodically they have tables and chairs. When you read like some of your novels, there are certain passages that have a Canadian accent. I always wondered why that was. That's absolutely true. Wow, that's absolutely true, eh? Um, no, but I I like to just sit there. You, typically, I'll go in. I'll go in and I'll get some of those like um, they have these little like maple cookie sandwiches in there like you have to buy like a whole box of them but i mean oh no um i'll get like a, <laughs> i'll get like the maple cookie sandwiches and like a moosehead lager and like just sit and or um sometimes when there's some they've been keeping the canada booth out out and not taking it down in between festivals and they typically will have some kind of like um like canadian fare there like ketchup chips or or something of the like so um you like that's and in Hollywood Studios I like to I like to write out, outside of the Muppet Theater right outside the gift shop where they have all the tables and chairs that are across the street from Pizza Rizzo. Okay. So, there you go. Uh number 2 on our list here. What would be cool is if your writing spot was in uh Batu and you wrote everything in like Arabesh. That would be really neat. I I, I couldn't I I Gosh, picking a spot. See, here's the reason why I like these these spots is they're not very largely populated. The Rapunzel area is the exception to this. If the Rapunzel area is fully used up, which a lot of the times it is, I will I will sometimes write on the on the hub grass. Okay. Probably not. By that I mean I take a big sharpie and I actually write on the grass. Like right. I write like there are too many people in the Rapunzel area. And then but I get... you do it with a green sharpie, so no one knows. Exactly, and then I get chased away. And, and... Right. Yeah. Uh, number two, the croque du glacier. Now, some of you are like, "What's a croque du glacier?" Well, let me tell you, Americans, what that is. Um, it is a warm brioche bun that is cut in half. A scoop of ice cream is put on it. Your choice of ice cream, along with your choice of either chocolate or raspberry sauce. The or other caramel or caramel. And the other half is put on top, and they press it in a waffle press, and then it is given to you as a warm and cold ice cream sandwich. A literal ice cream sandwich. If you can't tell by the name, this is going to be found in the France Pavilion at l'Artisan de Glacier in the back. So if you're looking at the Eiffel Tower, you walk straight toward the Eiffel Tower. You take a... After you pass, like, the the first planter and, like, the um, Chefs de France right there on your left... You'll make a left down a little alleyway and the ice cream shop will be there on your left. And that's where you get the croque du glacier. It's really, really good. It's kind of a little hidden gem. Uh, that ice cream shop is typically not very crowded from what I've seen because it's so hidden away. 
I mean, could you imagine if that was visible, how much business they would do? So much. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled it's not. But I mean, now if you're going into the Beauty and the Beast uh, sing-along, which used to be Impressions de France, as you come out, like you exit through the gift shop slash little bakery area mm-hmm. that's right next to there. And when you walk out, it's right there on your right. So people do pass it. It's just a matter of like they don't really. You know don't what's think weird, what's though? I if you were passing that on, on your right, I don't even know if you'd 100% recognize what it is. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, well, it yeah, easily... I mean, because I, it's not really completely evident that it's an ice cream shop. Right. It would easily be passable. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. Like the way I passed the perfume shop. Right. Uh, okay. So number three, we're also in Epcot here. So far, we've had one Hollywood Studios. And now this is the second Epcot. Something from the Kringla Bakery in Norway. Now, there are two choices here for me. I mean, you could take anything from the Kringla Bakery, but the the school bread, which some people call shul bread, uh, so it's like a it's like a a, a round roll with coconut shavings on top. So my father's already tuned out, um, and then it's filled with a cream. Now I know you didn't love this. I love I it. Love I think it. it's fantastic. You know, I mean, listen, I'm I'm game for giving it another go because it sounds like something I would like. I did have it, and I can't say I loved it. But uh, there's nothing I like more than getting a shul bread and uh, or school bread and getting like a drink or a coffee and going outside into the little. It's like a tiny seating area, so sometimes you can't really even get a seat. But there's like a little seating area right outside of it, and it's so cool. I love it. You know, I think the hardest thing is all the greatest snacks kind of seem to be at Epcot. This is also true. And sometimes when you're there for a festival, it's hard to justify a snack that's there all year round because sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm really in the mood for a school bread, but I have to go get this warm brioche bread bowl from, you know, like with with stuff with brie cheese, um, you know, that that's here for food and wine or, or like my favorite snack, you know, is the funnel cake. I love funnel cake. Yes. And the funnel cake house in, I find that the funnel cake house in uh, Epcot is my favorite funnel cake. Me too. Do you know how many times I go there and get a funnel cake? I don't know. Once every like three years, because I want to get a khaki gory. Right. And I want to get a Mickey, uh, uh, sorry, a pretzel in Germany. Right. There, there are things I want to get. I don't really have room, and and I do Epcot like twice, maybe on a trip. But you can also you can get a funnel cake in Magic Kingdom, though. You can go to I know um, you can Sleepy Hollow is my jam. I know. Just not always the same. Plus, I want to get a pickle this year. The other thing that I love at the Kringla Bakery is uh, the troll horn. So now, if you're not a fan of coconut, like for the school bread, the troll horn is the way to go because. It's it looks like a unicorn's horn, but it's a troll's horn. Um, it's like a it's like a pastry hollow horn that they fill with like a, a cream filling, and it's really really amazing. I love it. It's it's uh, and they cover it with like sugar on the outside. There's really no shortage of options there, though. No, there's not. There's so many things there to offer. They have cookies. They have cupcakes. They they have um a whole bunch of things. Um, there's the thing that like I'm I'm thinking of, but I don't know the name of it. It looks like it basically looks like. Someone rolled up a crepe like you'd roll up a newspaper. Okay. And it's supposed- someone with it? supposedly it's really good. Now you slap somebody on the nose with it and then you eat it. Um, okay. So now we're actually going to go to a resort for this one. And it's not really a resort that like you're typically going to like you have to go out of your way to go to this resort. It's not like stopping at the Polynesian for the um, for for the pulled pork nachos, which, by the way, do that. But that's a meal, not a snack. Um, otherwise, it would be on this list. We're talking about the Mickey Mouse beignets at Port Orleans French Quarter. 
Now, beignets are a tip like are, are a pretty famous New Orleans um snack. They're little pastries and they cover the, you cover them with um powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. But these okay. are in the shape of Mickey's head, so they're better. Now I never I didn't have them there, but when I was in New Orleans Square in Disneyland, they have them off. Do they really? Have, oh, of course. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, um delicious. Do they would you can would you say they're kind of the same thing as a Zeppeli? Yes. Pretty much the exact same thing. Fried dough. Yeah, much closer to a Zeppeli than like when people are like, oh, it's a donut. I mean, it's really exactly what a Zeppeli is. Well, yeah, because a Zeppeli is, a, is literally a, a you take a piece of dough and you drop it in a deep fryer. These just happen to be shaped like Mickey's head. And then you cover it with powdered sugar. We do right. at UWA Elite, we do a week of shows at the Middlesex County Fair every year. Probably not this okay. year. Um, but like I have to be pried away from the Zeppelis. And let me tell you something when you haven't been in a wrestling. So my first match back was at the Middlesex County fair last year. And before my match one day, now I hadn't wrestled in years, dude, I'm talking like six years at this point. And before one of my matches one day, I loaded up on Zeppelis and like a giant cheesesteak. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, what have I done? What have I done? Um, they also have this thing where it's like they literally they give you like curly fries with like all, any toppings that you want, like cheese and, and or ranch or sour cream and bacon. And they serve it to you in a dog bowl. OK, it's it, like I, I'm just like, wow, like, do they have to remind me that I'm just such a sloppy pig? <laughs> Disney should start doing that. They should serve you like the most decadent things come in a dog bowl so that you have to really evaluate your life as you're like right. shoveling it into your face. This is Pluto's escargot. Yeah, exactly. Eat it up, dog. Uh, um, okay, so the next one, we're taking a trip to Magic Kingdom over in uh, Adventureland and it is the cheeseburger spring rolls. Now, these used to be between Jungle Cruise and Pirates of the Caribbean. and But it was like, it was very rare that the person would actually be there selling them. Like, I used to think that the person that operated the spring roll booth uh, cart was a ghost. And that, okay. like, when the planets aligned just right, they appeared and sold spring rolls. But that's not the case. The cheeseburger egg rolls or spring rolls are now available outside of Adventureland. So as you're walking through the main Adventureland um, entrance from the main hub, the cart is there on your right-hand side. If you're coming from... Uh, if, you're com- if you walk by the, um, the gazebo in Liberty Square, you'll pass it on your right as well as you walk okay. toward the Crystal Palace. So have you had these spring rolls? I have not. They, they do sound good, though. They're so good. It's not like the cheeseburger pods. I know when I first mentioned this to you, you were like, oh, Heather had the cheeseburger pods at, at Satuli Canteen, and they were garbage. They are garbage. Don't eat them. Um, Those things are gross. Yeah, they're gross. They're terrible. I had them when they first came out, and I hated them. The cheeseburger spring rolls, dude, oh, they're a game changer. And you get two. I mean, I wouldn't eat it no matter what because it's cheese, but I get it does sound like I love the concept of it. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're filled with, obviously, like cheese and meat. Uh, and... They're reasonably priced. If I, I think they were like seven bucks or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's was, was around seven dollars. And I really, I, but here's the thing: when you get them, take this a little bit of advice from me because I learned this the hard way many times. Don't be overzealous. Give them some time to cool off because they come to you. They come to you at the temperature of the sun. 
And unlike the fish and chips at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop, they actually do cool off if you give them time. Man, there there is never a good time to take a bite into that delicious fish and chips. Really? It comes to you it comes to you like lava. And like it's so hot. I have never not burned my mouth no matter how long I've waited. Be honest, what what's a good amount of time to wait? For the fish and chips? Yeah. There is no good amount of time to wait. It will well, oh, you give it half an hour. Okay, you're probably okay there. But I mean, like, are you really sitting there for a half an hour with a, with a plate of delicious fish and <laughs> chips in front of you? No, you're not. No. I've tried everything, dude. I've doused it in malt vinegar, you know, dip it in the tartar sauce. It's just, it's so hot. And it's like hot What about all the taking way it into a store that has really strong air conditioning? Are there stores that have really strong air conditioning? Oh, yeah, I guess there are. I mean, I don't think, that, I think they kind of frown on that, though, don't they? You're trying to find a vent to put your food in. Front of. Exactly. Like, like I, I'm not in here to buy any of your merchandise. I'm just in here to fan off my fish. You're literally right in front of the register. You're like, hey, is this where the vent comes down? Yeah, can I just hold? Can I just hold this over my head like Tron? Like, <laughs> while some woman's next to you buying stuff. Exactly. Oh no, no. Walk around. Walk around here. You want to use my discount? Here's my <laughs> annual pass. <laughs> just trying to cool off some fish and chips here, folks. Don't want a burnt tongue all day. Burnt Very tongues are sensitive tongue. Burnt Very tongues sensitive. are not magical, folks. You, if you think temperature checks aren't magical, take a bite into this fish. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, or go to the front, see if they'll temperature check your fish. It, exactly, the thermometer will break. It's how many degrees is this fish? It's over nine thousand. Wow, we're on a roll today. Uh, this is a silly episode. I guess we kind of had to after that news segment. Um. Okay, we're staying in Magic Kingdom for the next one. We're going over to Fantasyland. Okay. And that is the Cheshire Cattail from the Cheshire My Cafe. My son wants this in the worst way. This is another thing that I've never had. And it's on our list because it looks so good. It's kind of a staple. The people... You know what? It's not really a staple. I don't think a lot of people know about it. But I look at it every time I walk past and I'm like, that looks really good and I really want to get that. You know, the problem for me is when we went to Magic Kingdom last trip, we went for the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't open. And okay. then we went the next day. And by the time I really thought like, hey, let's go stick our heads in there and grab that. It wasn't open then either. I feel like it's mostly like a morning afternoon. I feel like it would be a good breakfast item. It totally is. but And I'm pretty sure they sell coffee at the Cheshire Cafe. They do. That's why I'm thinking maybe that that place isn't open <laughs> like at five o'clock in the evening. Probably not. Um, so I think the next time I go and it's around breakfast time, I'm going to get the Cheshire cattail and I will report back to you guys. As now, my wife thinks it looks terrible, but I think it's just because Why? of the multicolored it's... icing on top. I think yeah. it freaks her out. I mean, the icing is probably, I don't think it's flavored icing. I think it's just icing. No. Yeah. It's just colored. Yeah. Um, and I like the Alice in Wonderland theme. It's right across from the Mad Tea Party. Yeah. It, well, it, well, it's kind of diagonally across from the Mad Tea Party. It's right across from Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe featuring the one and only Mr. Sunny Eclipse, yeah. uh, who, thank goodness, aliens are immune to COVID-19. I heard that also. That's Monsters nice. are as well. That's why Morty doesn't have to wear a mask when he goes to uh, right. Disney Springs. Um, his cameraman, however, was wearing one and forgot that he was wearing one after about 10 minutes. Uh, so, Cheshire Cattail. All right, next, we're going back to Epcot. Um, now, we're talking, we're going to Canada. My favorite place, you know, uh, we're going to the refreshment port, which, yes, I believe is part of the Canada Pavilion, especially now that they've started carrying poutine. 
Now, what is poutine, you may be asking? Kev, what is this poutine you speak of? It sounds fancy. It's not. This is the national food of Canada. It is French fries with with brown beef gravy and cheese curds. You can ask for extra cheese curds. Sometimes they'll give it to you. Sometimes they won't. Um, uh, I found that at World of Poutine in Disney Springs, they'll always give you extra if you ask. But sometimes at the refreshment port, they're like, oh, we can't really do extra. But now, again, this comes to you piping hot. I don't know what kind of cheese they use, Pete, but this cheese doesn't melt. Well, the joy of this, and I've had this, as someone who doesn't like cheese, it is easy to eat around the cheese curds. Right, because the cheese curds are big balls of cheese, essentially. Right. So for people in my family who want to eat it and want the cheese, I'm like, cool. I really just want to eat some of the fries. I mean, it's not like disco fries at the Jersey Shore where they put like cheese whiz on top of it, on top of the yeah, on no. top of the gravy. Like it's cheese curds, so you can very easily set them aside. Or I mean, you could. I'm well, you wouldn't want to ask for it without cheese because your family likes it, right? Um, but I mean, tip my Canadian friends are always like, "Well, does the cheese squeak?" Which it does. When you bite into the cheese, it kind of squeaks. So they, they're like, "Ah, oh, that's the good stuff." But it's supposed to melt, and the curds don't melt. It's like they're it's like they're built it's like they're impervious to the heat. Right. Maybe if I just fill my mouth with these just fill up my mouth with these cheese curds, then I can eat the fish from from the UK pavilion. Maybe this is the answer because the Canada well, pavilion comes before the, the UK cheese, pavilion. What if you put the curds onto the fish? Which one would win? That is a re- that is like the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Like that is Hogan. It's kind of the reverse uh, England. That is Hogan and Andre, dude. Like that is that is like the battle Someone's of the century. Slammed. That's Thanos and Darkseid facing off. Who wins? Who by the way? Who wins? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. See, if Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos wins. If Darkseid, if he doesn't, Darkseid wins. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, sorry, that was a little uh. Little sidebar there, uh. We're, so poutine in Canada. Now this is it. And they have they 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 swap out the kinds of poutine that they have at the refreshment port periodically. So and, and usually it's like by festival. Um. So they always have regular poutine there. That's pretty much always. But they'll have like a duck confit poutine. They'll have like a pulled pork poutine. Um. So it's any kind of poutine that you can get there. Now I don't consider the world of poutine. Or daily poutine, I think it's called in Disney Springs. The daily poutine. I don't consider that a snack because that is a giant bowl of poutine that is basically a meal. Take that. I've as had you will. the beef brisket poutine. Yes, I've had that too. In Epcot, good. there. Yeah, I liked it. Um, See, for me though, like I guess maybe it's the cheese. Like I'm totally cool if someone gets that, and I'm like, oh, let me just have a couple bites. Right, makes sense. I feel like the portion's pretty good size, even just a single portion. They have there's this there's this nerdy bar here in Orlando called the Cloak and Blaster, and so okay. everything it's it's you know it's a it's a geek bar like you like the bottom floor is all table like you can play tabletop games and card games and stuff like that. The top floor is called the Citadel Lounge, which is where they have all like video game systems that you can play. Okay, um, but all of the um, food items are like have nerdy names. So the poutine was Star Wars themed. And it was Poutini. Like like the Jawas? Yep. Um the the I'm glad to see you're so amused by that as I was. <laughs> um But uh yeah, the it's um like they've mixed Canada and Star Wars, two of my favorite things. That's pretty funny. I recently was sent a video of the Swedish chef making poutine. 
Okay. Where I'm like, well, this has to be made just for me, right? Like somebody was just like, we have to make the thing that Kev will love the most. Um, okay. So after poutine, we're going back to the Magic Kingdom. Now, the citrus swirl is already a substitution for the Dole Whip. But now we're taking it a step further and going the citrus swirl float is one of the alternates. I think that this is a great idea. As soon as you said that, I was like, it's got to be on there. Yeah. Because it really is a different experience. 100%. You know, take the same flavor palette, but change the way that you're consuming it completely. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, what's weird is, I mean, I've gone there and like sometimes I'm not in the food for float. I just want regular. Right. And then sometimes you're like, oh, I'm doing that float. I mean, it really is different. And yet, you know, in the same vein, it's pretty awesome. So you've got the citrus swirl, which is um, orange slush. So it's actual orange citrus mixed with vanilla ice cream. And they float that on top of orange soda. Yep. And when 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 you get down there and the ice cream is melting and it mixes with the orange soda, it makes like an orange cream soda, and it's so good. It's like my daughter's dream. Yeah. She doesn't drink a lot of soda, but like she loves like orange soda or Sprite. Mm-hmm. So, and then you want to put like you know ice cream, all that good it? stuff in yeah. it. I mean, it's that is you. Gold. C- you can also get the orange the the orange swirl float. Now, the orange swirl is different from the citrus swirl in that it's not orange slush with vanilla ice cream. It's orange soft serve ice cream with vanilla ice cream. So it's like a different right. version of it. And you, yeah, and you can get that on top of the orange soda and it's amazing. I would accept substitutions on this for the Peter Pan float. Yeah, that looks good too. I haven't had it. That's it over. Good. Yeah. So the, obviously the citrus swirl float is in, um, the Sunshine Tree Terrace, which is in Adventureland. As you walk into Adventureland from the Magic from the Magic Kingdom Hub, it is there on your right hand side. It's where Dole Whips used to be before Dole Whips moved to yep. the new location, uh, Aloha Isle, which is down the down the way, where the, which is where the Sunshine Tree used to be. Yep. Um, they swapped them because the Sunshine, you know, the Sunshine Tree was in the big location, and Aloha Isle was in the small location, and then they they were like, well, this doesn't make sense because everybody wants the Dole Whip, so they switched them. But Sunshine Tree Terrace also is where you can find the little orange bird. Love the orange bird. Love the orange bird. Um, so you've got the um, the citrus swirl float. I will accept the Peter Pan float as a substitution. Now, that can be found at Storybook Treats, which is in Fantasyland. It's right across from uh, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And that is Key Lime Soft Serve Ice Cream on top of Sprite. It looks so good. It's really. Have you never had it? No. It's oh, it's fantastic. I think your daughter would like it then if she. Likes you know, Sprite. let me just chime in here and say that when last time we were there, we were in Le Cellier, and one of the kids' drinks you can get is Sprite with vanilla ice cream in it. Oh, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound good. It's... And my daughter's like, I want to try it. She loves vanilla ice cream. She loves Sprite. Comes with like one of those glow cubes in it. Oh, I'm like, okay, and it fizzes like the entire time. It's the chemical reaction between Sprite and like the soda, the ice cream. Interesting. So I'm like, let me try it, Kevin. It's delicious oh that's awesome like we came home and i'm like can i just make this at home and you we could. took like a scoop of an ice cream put it in sprite we were like oh my gosh it's wonderful wow that's really ne- i'm gonna have to try that it's great and, and you can make any size you want it's not like you have to drink a giant portion of it you right, know what I mean? right totally the the peter, really good so the, the peter pan float also has a little candy um red feather that they put in it so it I looks saw, like peter that's, Pan's the, hat. that's the best part yeah uh and like i said storybook treats i thought that was going to be like the definition of a temporary snack, but it has stuck around. It has endured. Yeah. Well, with temporary snack, that's really popular. It becomes just a regular snack. Yep. So uh, storybook treats, folks. That's where that's where you'll find it. Now, alternative Dole Whips are also on this list. 
in, in our number nine slot here. Uh, now, what do I mean by alternative Dole Whips? Um, it, you know, it's not a Dole Whip that lives a different lifestyle. It is Dole Whips that are made out of like ground beef. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's Disney rolls out periodically different flavors of Dole Whips. Now, they're still technically Dole Whips because they're produced by the company Dole. Like, so Dole produces the Dole, the pineapple Dole Whip, but there's also, um, and so they released them to coincide with different movies. So there was a lemon one that was available at Storybook Treats that was uh, Rapunzel themed. Okay. It came on a blue cone or, or purple cone, I remember. And it was the yellow. So it was like the purple and yellow, which are Rapunzel's colors. There was an up one, which was Mango Dole Whip. And I believe at Sunshine Tree, they recently had a Raspberry Dole Whip. So oh. if there is if there are Dole Whip alternatives out there, that can count as part one of your alternative snacks. So, I mean, you could do a Dole Whip and a lemon Dole Whip on your snack gauntlet and have it fill two slots. I would want to think, like, I couldn't eat two Dole Whips like that, but I totally could. I could eat well, more than two. It's different because it's pineapple versus lemon. I mean, and the right. lemon is so good. Um, I like lemon-flavored anything. Like my Me fav- too. I'm a huge lemon oh, fan. Have you? So, they have these. I've talked about these on the show before, but in the Mitsukoshi department store in Japan, they've got these little lemon gummies. Okay. Uh, and they're individually wrapped, so they're like the perfect take-along snack. You just kind of like reach into the bag, pull out a bunch of individually wrapped lemon gummies, put them in your pocket, and go about your day. The lemon ones are so good. They've they got lemon, they've got grape, they've got mango, they've got lychee. Um, you'll never find me getting the lychee because I think lychees are gross. You I, have to remind me this when I go there. I will. I think I just have to go to Epcot with you and point. Everyone I out. know goes like to this store. It's like, I got all this great like candy from Japan. And I go there and I look at it and I'm so overwhelmed by it uh-huh. all. I'm like, yeah, no. They have Pocky in there too, which is like little cookie sticks. Yeah, you with... get Pocky. Like, well, yeah, you can get that here. here but... You know, Five Below has Pocky. So. They've got, do they, uh, you've also got the Hello Panda and, yep, the, the, koala, and the Koala Bears, um, yep. which is like a little cookie filled with like chocolate uh, or vanilla. But now here, here's a trick, by the way, if you're ever in the Mitsukoshi department store and you're looking at a piece of candy, but you don't know what it is or a drink and you don't know what it is because it's all written in kanji, Google Translate, yep. um, the app, has a camera feature where you can take a picture of the item and it will translate the kanji for you. It's actually like a game that I like to play now in um, Mitsukoshi department store where I just go around and I just like keep taking pictures of different things on the shelves to learn what it is and what it does. Do you ever like say to someone you're with like, oh, hey, do you know what this says? Just to like make it seem like you can read it. I mean, I'm going to totally from now on. Right. You have to. Um, All right. So last one. Again, not necessarily our number one pick because this was in no particular order, but this is our last one of, of this list. It is over in Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom making it making a, an appearance Good on this for list them. for you know. Now we've got all four parks represented, which I like. We're talking about the Pongu Lumpia in, um, and that is over in um, Pandora. It's at the quick service location right outside of Satuli Canteen, yeah. Um, which I believe is called is it called Pongu Pongu? I think. I think it is. I believe it is. So now I like this place for a lot of reasons. They've got a really they've got a really good giant pretzel there. Which is not what this is. Um, they've got a they've got a green beer there, which I'm very fascinated by. It's it's like as far and listen, I mean, some of you are gonna like roll your eyes at me when I say this. It's strong because right. they give you a giant glass of it. So by the time I'm done with, if I can actually finish it, I'm a little I, I'm I'm a little bit of uh, happy Kev. 
as I walk around. Um, right. So I typically will share that with somebody or like like get an extra cup and like split it in two. Um, but because uh, it's a lot. But we're talking here about the Pongu Lumpia. Now, what is Pongu Lumpia? It is obviously a Navi delicacy. But what are we talking about here? Uh, no, it is it. <laughs> It has nothing to do with Pongo, the uh, the Dalmatian. So don't think that. Ooh, uh, good, right? <laughs> um, but it is a spring roll that is filled with pineapple and cream cheese. Now I know some of you right now are revolted because this doesn't sound like it would be good. It's wonderful. I had it the day Pandora opened. Um, I had it with my good buddies, the the Lawsons who are listeners right. to this show. Um, they were there the day the Pandora opened. We went and we got Pongo Lumpia and it was so, so good. It is the ultimate combination of sweet and savory. I like it. I mean, you've never tried it, right? No, but I would try a bite of it. I think he, I think your kids would like it. How many did they give you? One or two? two? I believe you get two. Or at least you used to get two. All right. So ready to review this list real quick? Let's do it. The carrot cake cookie slash Jack Jack num num cookie. So a DHS cookie. Croque de glacier in Epcot. School bread or troll horn from the Kringle Bakery in Norway. French Quarter beignet from uh, New- the, the French Quarter Resort. Cheeseburger spring rolls from Adventureland. Cheshire cat tail from Fantasyland at the Cheshire Cafe. Poutine in the Canada Pavilion at um, uh, Refreshment Port. Uh, citrus swirl float in Adventureland at Sunshine Tree Terrace. Alternative Dole Whips that can be found throughout the park. Or the Pongu Lumpia at Pongu Pongu in Pandora at Animal Kingdom. That is your list. If you could eat one right now, which one? Ooh, Peter Mandel, that is a dangerous question. Um, because I don't... <coughs> it's like asking me to pick my favorite hypothetical child that I don't have. Um, it's like asking me to pick between Morty Monster and Taz the Dog. Um but uh, I would probably say the cheeseburger spring rolls. I would say I'm most curious about the um, the Jack Jack cookie. That that does seem really. And so many people have said it's so good. They have it in I Disneyland know. apparently too. I want to try that. Yeah, I do too. A bunch of if you go on the Facebook group, uh, a bunch of people actually posted pictures of it. Oh yeah, that's how I found out about it. So and you do go on the Facebook group now here and there. So I know I went. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the fact that you're like participating now. After all, the, it, all it only it only took six years to get you on the Facebook group, but it, it finally happened. So I had all this time, right? <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm I have more time than I've ever had. And I started doing it. And then, of course, like I really started ramping things up here. So then my time the last month kind of like, you know, just stayed over. People were so do- thrilled when you did that, like when you popped in there. I'm going to do more of it. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. Because, I mean, they, they're all sick to death of me. Like, they get me all the time. But, I mean, like, you are still kind of, like, the unknown. Like, you're the right. unknown that Elsa was singing about. Into the unknown. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, when you post in there, people get to go into the unknown. I'm going to do it more. All right. Cool. All right. I like I like communicating with other humans about something I care about. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've, you, you, well, you've been doing it in a one-sided way for six years. So That's true. I don't really see. It's weird when we do this. I, I, it's such an extension just of what you and I would normally talk about. <laughs> well, yeah. You know? I mean, we could be in the store right now just having this conversation. Right. Like, hey, Pete, let's pick 10 snacks. Like, well, you, it's funny. We make lists all the time anyway. So this do. isn't even like something like outside of what we would just normally do. And that's why the show has always been 
such a labor of love for us because this is just like what we love. Right. Um, okay. So anything else you wanted to bring up this week? No. All right. Well then, uh, that's going to do it for two minutes in the mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so thrilled to be having you guys here with us and to be, uh, you know, experiencing a little bit of Disney at home. So, uh, Pete, if, if people want to find you, they can find you over there at Ro- the newly refurbished Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey. You, just, you can't come in. You can't come but... in yet, but you will be able to hopefully very soon. Or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Universal Orlando, Anywhere you want to go, talk to our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost for you. Nothing. Zero dollars. I mean, your vacation's not zero dollars, but you pay zero dollars to him for his services. You can always find him at um, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net or Magical Travel Dave on Facebook. I'm sorry I hiccuped in the middle of your of your plug, Dave. Uh, also... There are our friends, Kingdom Strollers. When you get back to Disney, you're going to want a stroller or a crib in your hotel for your hotel and for the parks. The stroller, not the crib. That that's going to be you know comfortable for your kids and convenient for you. And that's where Kingdom Strollers comes in handy, folks. They'll rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams, and you'll be able to pick it up at your resort. It's a no-brainer. So so good. Uh, and for me. My books are still out there, folks. The Ross and Annie series, four-part completed series, fantasy action adventure, young adult. Um, and then there's the dark fantasy series that I started, The Chronicles of Azulia, which the first uh, piece, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, is currently out there. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you guys about our good friend Morty Monster and his YouTube channel, which can be found at YouTube.com slash Morty Monster. He's on Instagram at Morty Monster and Friends and Facebook.com slash Morty Monster. Um, he went to you could check out what Disney Springs looks like through the eyes of a monster. Uh, and he will be going to Universal and SeaWorld next month as well. So, you know. Be ready, folks. And there's a, a whole plethora of Disney videos of Morty enjoying the parks. So uh, great way to, 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 to relive all of that. So, uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? Uh, let's do this again really soon. Do it again really soon. So, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. And we'll see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. <laughs> <laughs>